Continuing in the series on being salt and light in the 21st century. Uh, and in this episode, we're going to be specifically thinking about being salt and light in the workplace. Now, I'm certainly not a perfect example of this. Uh, so this is something which I need to work on and have been trying to work on recently. Uh, I'm sure most of us, when we look back and think about witnessing in the workplace, we're, we're maybe reminded of a string of wasted opportunities. But hopefully these podcasts are going to help us and give us a new focus and a new drive and some helpful tips to be visible and distinct in all the different areas of our life. And not just being visible and distinct for the sake of it, but because we're, we're living for Jesus. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I just want to give us a few principles which I hope will help us answer the big question, how can I best glorify God at work? How can I best glorify God at work? So number one, dependence. Go to work utterly dependent on God, remembering that without him, you can't breathe, move, think and talk, never mind be a spiritual influence in the workplace. So when you get up in the morning, let God know uh, that you need him. Pray for his help. Proverbs 3, uh, verse 5 and 6, those well-known verses say to trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. I found uh, that the car journey on the way to work is a brilliant time to focus on praying for God to help uh, at work that day. And that might mean instead of going to turn the radio on, why not pray uh, for the people who you'll be working with that day? Pray for opportunities to speak about Jesus in normal conversation and pray that God will give you the boldness and the courage to speak up. It's often amazing how, how God answers those prayers. There are also things that we can continually pray for. There, there are also things which we can continually pray for throughout the day. Maybe every time you, you get up to go to the toilet or get up to make a drink, pray for those things. Uh, pray for the people that you're working with. Pray for opportunities to speak about Jesus in normal conversation. And pray that God will give you the boldness and courage uh, to speak up. So that's number one, a dependence, dependence on God. Number two, be intentional. What I mean by this uh, is don't just allow yourself to drift through the day. That might mean setting a goal for that week to speak to at least one person at work about Jesus and have that lodged in your mind as a goal for that week and so that you're intentionally thinking, how can I bring this into conversation? 
that doesn't mean that we we can't be spontaneous. Uh, often our conversations are just spontaneous, aren't they? Uh, but it's helpful, I think, uh, to to have a goal. I was challenged uh, a few weeks ago when I heard about a, a theological seminary in America. And in order to enroll on the course, the students must agree to try to have at least one conversation with a non-believer about the gospel every week. And they were asked if they had done it on their way into one of the lectures each week. And apparently, the students from this specific seminary often become some of the most effective ministry workers in America because they are intentional about evangelism and it, and it almost uh, after a period of time it becomes like second nature to them we heard didn't we in the episode with andrew and liz a few weeks ago uh, they're intentional about evangelism setting a goal being ready and prepared tracks ready uh, at the door etc so number two be intentional number three build relationships Really make an effort to get to know the people that we work with or or come into contact with at work. Ask about family, where they live, previous jobs, what their hobbies are. And and remember the information that that you're given. Show people that you care about them, that you're, you're interested in them. Build a relationship with them. This might sound almost too straightforward to even mention, but it's absolutely crucial. People are much more likely to listen and engage in a meaningful gospel conversation if you've shown that you care for them and that you're interested in them, if you've built a relationship with them. So so let's make a real effort to get to know the people that we work with. And as they get to know us, make it clear that our relationship with Jesus is more important to us than anything else, more important than climbing the career ladder or or earning lots of money. So that's number three, build relationships. Number four, ask questions. This kind of is is similar to building relationships, but, but John Lennox says in his book, Have No Fear, the book that Michael has a stash of for anyone who wants one, It's very good. And in that book, John Lennox says, I found that one of the best ways to proceed in gospel chats with people is to keep asking them questions until they ask you one. And personally, I I found that to be true. I'm sure you have all experienced the Monday morning when you go into the work kitchen to make a brew or get a drink and your colleague in there, ask the question, what what have you done this weekend? And there, right on your plate, is an opportunity to say that you went to church. Now, now I know that isn't evangelism. Saying you went to church isn't sharing the gospel. But that might be new or the beginning for some of us, a good place to start. Now, that, that person might show some more interest. Ask you why you go to church. People often ask the question, what what denomination is the church that you go to? And that that gives an opportunity, doesn't it, to say what your church believes. They might ask you uh, directly what what you believe. And there is a gospel opportunity. Well, that person, they they might not engage or ask any further questions. So that's where this 
this asking questions comes into play, only if it's the, the appropriate time, obviously. Maybe just to ask, have you been to church before? Do you have any beliefs or ideas about God? Just simple questions which open up gospel opportunities. Have you, have you ever had any experience of church? Have you ever read the Bible? If so, what did you think? Maybe stop this podcast and think now. Or, or just have up your sleeve some go-to questions which can open up a gospel conversation. So that's number four, ask questions. Lastly, number five, work hard. Well, when I say work hard, I mean work with integrity. Be absolutely honest and trustworthy on the job. Work as hard as you can and try to be as good at your job as you can. Give a full day's work. Don't waste time. And in doing so, steal time and money from your employer. Like we were speaking about a few weeks ago, gladly do the jobs that no one else wants to do and do them as well as you can. As Matthew 5 says, we, we do this so that they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. Basically, the way that we work should match the gospel message which we proclaim. The example of Daniel in the Bible is a He's great when it comes to being salt and light at work. Chapter 6, uh, verse 3 and 4 of Daniel show that he was, he was in a position of authority and the king planned to set him, ho- set him over the whole kingdom. So he had a pretty important job. Uh, but some of the other leaders didn't like this, so they tried to find something that Daniel had done wrong in the past to dig up some dirt on him. Uh, but chapter 6, verse 4 says that they could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Now that might be a shame for those looking for a skeleton in Daniel's cupboard, but it's clear that he wasn't lazy or negligent, but he did his job well. He wasn't like any of the other people around him. Chapter 6 verse 20 of Daniel says that he was 10 times better than everyone else. I wonder if our work colleagues uh, would say the same about us. Do we work with integrity? Are we lazy and a bit negligent? Would they have something in the locker which would discredit the message of the gospel? Do we stand out as an exceptionally hard worker? Well, Daniel shows us what it looks like to work in a high-pressured job alongside people who didn't really like him and certainly didn't agree with his values and yet not to compromise. Let's follow his example and continue to work hard and show integrity. Just to to close this podcast, I want to encourage those of us uh, who have jobs in the secular workplace that our responsibility to live for Jesus at work is both a great responsibility and, and a great privilege. It should never be undermined or devalued because it's it's actually missionary work, as Michael was saying in the first of this series of podcasts. In fact, John Stott reminds us of the importance and significance of this work when he says, every Christian is called to be a witness to Christ in the particular environment in which God has placed him. Further, although the public ministry of the word is a high office, so that's preaching, 
private witness or personal evangelism has a value which in some respects surpasses even that of preaching, since the message can be adapted more personally. So I just want to encourage you to keep going, keep living for Jesus at work, even if this means starting afresh, putting behind us our past failures and asking God to help us for the future, then that's great. And I hope that those principles are helpful and that there are some some helpful little tips there uh, that we can put into practice. Be dependent, be intentional, build relationships, ask questions and work hard. Mm-hmm.